You're listening to the Mile You're In podcast. Everything running related from 100 meters to 100 miles. And now here's your host, Phil Patterson Jr. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mile You're In podcast, the first episode of 2022, which I'm still trying to remember the year because this is getting confusing the longer this quarantine and COVID stuff continues. Before we get into it with my special guest, a quick shout out as always to Becky from Miami and Francine from Pembroke Pines who continue to support me on Patreon. I appreciate the support. Um, I have a guest that I've had on the website before, uh, but she just accomplished something that has not been done before, which I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize that um, with the type of talent that shows up to this event on a yearly basis. Um, so I felt like that made it even more special, um, whether she feels that way or not. But I want to introduce you guys to Brittany Charbonneau. Yeah, yay! So she did something. It was two weekends ago now, right? Like it's time is fine. Um, uh, yeah, coming up this weekend will be two weekends. It's been about okay. a week and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm saying I, I don't know. It's like I I feel like I don't leave my house, so all these days just blend together. Um, she ran for those of you that aren't familiar with the event that Disney puts on. Most people are just familiar with the marathon. Uh, I've run the marathon. It was back in 2016 which was a very interesting experience for me because the weather changed. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be cold, but the cold front was delayed and actually came mid-race. So it went from humid mid-70s to dropping into the, the high to mid-50s. And I was shivering <laughs> by the end of the race. Uh, it was a disaster for me. But there's different challenges that you can do in the most popular is the dopey challenge where you do all four races in the four consecutive days and Brittany took on the challenge like many other people have done but her story is a lot different than the journey that a lot of other people experience um, so I guess to get it started what what made you decide to attempt this challenge yeah it was just something different to look forward to I was ready to just put some fun back into my racing and training. I um, was running the Boston Marathon this fall and unfortunately had to pull out at mile 18 with an injury. And um, I still wanted to capitalize on my fitness. And um, I was just so excited to do a new challenge, change it up a little bit and go back to where I just love, which is Disney World. Now, I know with your training, this type of mileage maybe in a four-day period is not or i don't know is that i would think with your type of racing and training that mileage is fairly typical yep yeah i think that was the other part of the appeal was we knew my coach and i knew that that distance um and those miles within those days is something i'd put in probably at least weekly and if not more miles in that span of four days so um yeah the mileage part i wasn't too afraid about it was the racing uh four days in a row gotcha so going into that um what like what kind of training 
whether mentally or physically do you prepare for knowing that you're you know breaking it up into those four days and you're going to have to split like the recovery and your hydration rehydration nutrition things like that yeah so i think the biggest things that we adjusted in my training were we did back-to-back um kind of like you would train for an ultra with back-to-back quote-unquote long run days so i would do my long speed workouts on monday like most mainly tempos and then the next day i would do my long run um and the key thing with those is that so that was to just get me used to running my long runs on tired legs but the key thing with those specifically tempo runs and those long runs were more mental work. So in those tempo runs, I never checked my splits. I never, it, it didn't matter. Cause it was just like, I just need to go put hard effort out and I can only give what I can give. Um, and I'm not going for a specific time. So it was all about practicing when it starts to get really hard in any of these races, how am I going to stay in it? So that's really where the tempo runs were. And then the long runs mentally, it was just going into it, knowing I was tired and just, um, using, using those long runs to just keep powering through, keep building strategies that worked for me that I knew I would have to tap into come race day on the marathon after on the fourth day of racing. And I know this is like a, I mean, I think there's a lot of unwritten rules in every sport. Uh, but I know for running something I get asked a lot is about, racing doing races so close together because there's that unwritten rule that i i see a lot um that you are supposed to wait i i something like every mile that you race you shouldn't race another day for that mile so in your case you know you did the day one is is a three mile a 5k race you technically according to that rule shouldn't have raced for another three days did you get any kind of like negative feedback or kind of um skeptics about that if you told anybody what you were doing and and your plan for that or everybody was just total supportive on board yeah luckily i got i lucked out yeah i hadn't had anybody that was um skeptical of it or um not supportive of it it was good the only the only thing i did have to deal with a little bit and i only heard this maybe once was that i wasn't it wasn't like i was going out and running my actual race pace um, you know, for example, my marathon, I'm hovering around that 2:30 mark. And so because I went and ran a 2:45, it was, I wasn't running my very fastest, but that was, that was also the strategy, right? Like the strategy isn't to go decimate and PR every race. It's to go out there and execute my own race plan and, um, just be a little bit more strategic in my approaches. I didn't want to go throw down my fastest half marathon knowing that I had to then turn around and run a, run a good marathon against other women that were on tired legs. So, um, it was much more strategic, um, when it came to the racing itself, um, and then just making sure I was just recovering in between. So with, with that in mind, cause I, I don't want to jump too far advance, but it, it, it just dawned on me now, as you were saying that if let's say somewhere along one of the one of the races that the competition was slightly different maybe a little more competitive up front with you do you think you might have changed your game plan to maybe attack one of the other races differently um per se like 
let's say you're in the middle of the 10K and you're like, you know what? I'm probably not going to win this one. Let me ease up a little bit to save for the half or full. Or would you have still said, nope, I'm in this one and I'll focus on this and then maybe alter the half and full plan? Yep. So it was more just the strategy of my whole goal going into this was to focus on each race at a time and not look too far ahead to what's coming and what's down the line. Um, and then there were a couple of like the half marathon and the full marathon that I was not in first place from the get go. And I was behind the first place runners and from, you know, the first, at least six miles of these races. So, but I had to just stick with my own race plan and what I knew I had the capacity for that day. So, um, I tried to really just focus on one day at a time because I didn't want to then stress out and get way too way overthink it, you know, come, come time for the last day. I always wonder how that affects you as a more of a front pack runner, um, to not get sucked into the race and to really dial it into your plan. Is it like, something you set on your watch that beeps to alert you is it someone you have like along the way that kind of holds up a sign or yells at you like how how do you manage that if if you're you're using someone or just internally um it's a little it's well it's all just really internal and it's my plan going into it so example for example for the marathon um, I was actually in third place until mile like 10 and then I didn't take the lead until mile 20. Um, and so my plan with that, I knew I had to go out more conservatively. And so my, I don't really ever check. I don't really, I didn't have a splits game plan necessarily. I was, um, I had set a, uh, like a don't go faster than time for myself. So I just was making sure I wasn't like, I tried to sit in the 615 to 630 range for the first little bit of that marathon, just because I knew, I know I'm a better finisher than I am if I go out too hard in the beginning. And so, um, it was just kind of every once in a while checking in with my watch and just like every once in a while, cause I hate like over obsessing about splits and my times and all of that. So I just, um, tuned into that, but then I had to just really, really tune into, I got really good in training, tuning into my breath and how I feel. So I had to just, um, keep tuning into that. Even when I knew after I was in second place, I had a good 10 miles that I was in second and didn't, didn't even see the lead female. So I just had to kind of just trust that my race plan was going to work for me. And even if I didn't win, it didn't matter. It was just like, that's not at the end of the day, this was never my goal. My goal is never to go win all of these. It was to just show up, have fun, execute my race plans. And I really, really wanted to honor that for myself. And especially when it got uh, more competitive, like it was like, if I win great, but I really just want to honor um, myself and have a, have a good time um, without adding this extra stress. I mean, that's the whole reason I wanted to do this was I didn't want to have extra stress added to my racing. And that's something I've been trying to keep working on. So, um, it was just kind of like, I knew that there was somebody ahead. Um, but at the end of the day, like I was so tired, I, I had what I had and I was like, either this is going to be good enough today or it's not. Um, but I'm going to enjoy it one way or the other. So that was kind of my, my strategy, but I didn't, I didn't overthink it. Like I just kept trying to and I kept telling myself early on, don't be tempted, don't be tempted, because I didn't want to um, 
be feel like start to panic because I wasn't leading the race. I was like, we have a whole marathon to go. Right. <laughs> like these are a lot of miles. So I don't want to spend this whole amount of time stressing about um where somebody else is when we're on mile seven. You know what I mean? So um it was just a lot of like a lot of self-talk, especially in the marathon. And I know from my experience, you know, you gather maybe being less competitive you're a little more aware of like the surroundings um, in your mind frame as you're racing these events. Did you notice that like the characters or the theme, the music, the stuff that was going around the added attractions for the runners or are you just locked in to the race itself? I was so uh, aware of everything that was going on. So <laughs> I raced three Disney races in 2018 and I won all three of those um, they were in separate, separate, separate weekends, but, um, won three races in 2018. And I remember that I had, I loved it. I loved racing through Disney, but I also didn't remember very much from, from those races. Like I couldn't really pull any memories from it. And I, and so as I was thinking about going back to Disney, I was like, I want to just really remember these special things that make Disney races, Disney races. And so for me, I made it a point on every single race to try to wave to every character that was on the course, because that was also my way to, um, remember, remind myself, like stay present in the smile, just stay present right here. And like waving was my physical cue of remembering to soak in each moment. And then a lot of times in my different race plans I had, it was just to, um, almost collect different memories of it. Cause I would go home after each race or go back to the hotel after each race and journal about what things I remembered and what, th what things really stood out. So I could have these memories of the races. And it's all about the whole race itself, not just like the finish, not just winning or anything like that. I really wanted to experience and remember what I did. So it wouldn't fly by so fast. Yeah. I was wondering that because I know from my friends that are on racing teams uh, and some of the elites I've talked to, they you kind of get zoned in on that. Where for me, I the one thing that I always remember from the Disney race it was, I want to say mile 21, 22, somewhere around there, like the early 20s. And we were going up one of the little hills. And for me, I'm from down here in South Florida where it's flat. So I saw the hill. I was already tired. I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk this hill and, and, and catch my breath take a breather and right on that hill they had the like toy story yeah the toy story soldier uh -huh. okay so i guess they keep they keep them at the same spot so i don't know if you heard it maybe because you guys were flying where us by that point a lot of us are walking and looking miserable they were kind of um almost ragging us on and yelling funny but like you yes. know insults and my whole thing was, gosh, I'm about to walk up this hill and I know they're going to say something about me because I even looked around and I'm like, there's not too many people around me. So they're going to like, you know, the beard stands out and I, <laughs> and I don't remember if they did say anything to me, but I did at that race. I carried my GoPro with me and there I remember on the video they're pointing at me. So I don't I'm going to have to go back and, and see if if they said something to me, but. Oh, you should. I, I bet they did. That's why I was wondering, because I know like that, that was cool to me, like the different music um, that they would play at each mile marker, kind of for the theme of the mile and the characters. Um, yeah. I feel like that keeps it fun, but also what you did um, 
with the costumes like you didn't go like crazy with it like you weren't like wearing anything crazy crazy but you weren't like the typical runner that's front of the pack like just all serious like you had little costumes so kind of what was the idea behind that obviously to have fun but was there anything else behind that yeah it was yeah definitely to have fun with it but there's a few different things behind it i think the biggest thing is exactly like you said is i've raced so many races where i am that serious elite runner and i just feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect sometimes um even as i started to get into elite racing um that i felt like i needed to be ultra serious and dress ultra serious because that would equal results um, but as i started to learn over the years in my own training that doesn't really work for me um so i wanted to um show just show show all runners really that you can do big things but you can still be really playful with it i think that was really important to me was um like be be fast or chase your goals or whatever it is but like enjoy it and why not um and then each costume it was obviously something i could run in but i wanted when so i have a performance background and so when you put on a costume or you are embodying a character you start to bring it to life and you start to bring their energy to what you're doing you almost just really become that character and so i wanted to channel these different characters and almost embody their their spirits or their energies for for example one of the days i was bing bong who is a um he's an imaginary friend and he is made out of cotton candy and he is like part cat and part elephant and all of this and he's just so imaginative and i just thought if there's a character that's this creative like why why can't i bring that to life in my racing um so that was that was just a strategic piece on that one specifically joy of course i was joy from inside out and that one spoke for itself was just be joyful and just bring joy to this race so um i think it was just a different a couple different factors and then at the end of the day like i just love dressing in costume like it's <laughs> really really fun for me so um the fact that i could combine several worlds of running and costumes it was just kind of a it was just a wonderful uh, mix of everything i love so you actually just gave me an idea i think for my 100 miler that i have coming up in september i am going to get a Eeyore costume and around mile 60 or 70 when I start getting very miserable and, and depressed and unhappy to look at I'm just going to put on this Eeyore costume <laughs> and, and it. it'll it'll kind of play to the mood and, and maybe uh spice it up or I could just put on a flash costume and maybe I'll or, feel fast or like or put on Tigger like I feel like Eeyore is just gonna like add to the misery like put on something that you want to uh channel that different energy like tigger's just boundless energy and super fun so maybe you go that route but there i love go. it <laughs> <laughs> so quickly to kind of break down each race um i guess we'll go more towards the finish and how you felt um you know day one is the 5k uh see that's thursday so um and by the way i enjoyed watching the finish that you uploaded on instagram each day like just seeing you finish your excitement but also like kind of the surprise or maybe humbleness on your face and your reaction um made it 
more special to me because it was like it wasn't like a cocky yeah i won it was a wow did i just do that type of look on your face and i thought that was really cool because you don't not you know like you like we said it's it's naturally a serious reaction almost no emotion other than maybe like a fist pump or something but like you you could see the excitement and happiness the pure joy of accomplishing that so you know day one when you finished the the 5k and and you won what was that all like with the you know the the tape the characters there everything that yeah it's so fun um and i'm glad that that came across and it wasn't like i was trying to portray that to come across it was just genuinely what i was feeling um i think with each day I really genuinely was proud of my effort. I mean, the 5K, I was so nervous for the 5K. I barely slept the night before because 5Ks are just out of my wheelhouse. Like I run, sure I run 5Ks within training every week, but it's, it's you know, smashed with other 5Ks or longer distances where I just feel a little more, more comfortable. So, you know, I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself each day across the finish line. And of course with the win, because I had just done my effort, really tuned into my effort, executed my own race plan, enjoyed it along the way. Like every time I was crossing the finish line, it was just, I did my goals and I just focused on that day. So, um, yeah, it's just so fun. And then of course, Disney does it so well. Like Mm -hmm. I wish every finish line had had Disney characters at the end and confetti like they do it big it's so fun so it just makes it extra special because you just feel like champion of the world even if you just like crushed a 5k at Disney so you you win the 5k and now the 10k is coming up your mind frame we know you have your your plan set um that was one of the nice things also that you added in your Instagram posts um was your game plan and and what you had written down to remind yourself during the race and and to stay in that plan i guess now it might be a little similar but you're in day two you win the second race what's that 10k finishing experience like i think kind of the same i um again i feel like i was i wasn't expect i like i knew that wins were possible but I wasn't expecting them. So I think the fact that I was able to, um, enjoy a 10 K I don't, like I said, the five K 10 K races are not my favorite. And I traditionally don't enjoy them. I don't do them very often because they're not very much fun for me. So I think the fact that I did have an enjoyable time throughout the whole 10 K and bing bong was my favorite character to dress as like, I loved my costume. I loved all of that. So the fact that I executed a 10 K joyfully like and i enjoyed it was a win for me because normally i'm just dreading those they just but i also just gave myself permission to pull back like i just was like if you don't enjoy running those just pull back the effort just a little bit so it is more enjoyable like if if sitting in that like red zone for that long isn't enjoyable you don't have to so i think that was just something i let myself kind of keep pushing but not go not feel like i had to go insane um was was like really good and so crossing that finish line was just special because it was just like okay i did it i can do a 10k that i don't hate right well i'm actually glad you said that as well that you threw that in because uh this sunday i had just run a half marathon which 
you know, for someone who does ultras like me, like people are like, oh, 13 miles, it's nothing. You do that training for fun. But my goal for this one was to try to get some of my speed back. I knew I wasn't going to get to where I was pre-ultra running. Um, but, you know, going from those slower 10 to 12 minute miles to try to go under that and consistently um, and eliminate the walk breaks that you take in, in ultras is not easy and it's not something you can just flip the switch and 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 convert to so i had a personal goal of just trying to get under two hours i didn't care if it was an hour 59 minutes and 59 seconds i just said if i can do under two i will be really happy if not yeah. you know whatever and i was on pace for about and it, it's partially my friend's fault and i appreciate his encouragement but you know we we always talk about stuff because we run a lot together and we're good friends. And he, he was trying to drill in, um, 151. Cause he's like, I know you can run sub nine. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know I can too, but not right now, <laughs> not that long and, and consistently, yeah. but as the, you know, I'm about six, seven miles in and I'm at that pace. And even some of the miles were like around the eight, 50 to 854 mile range and I still felt good but it was like that lactic acid was building up and I was in like you said that red zone and I knew man we're, we we still got some headwind that we got to go when this course zigzags through certain sections and like you know what ease up like like even yeah. if I don't hit that two hour goal like you know it I'm I'm at least taking the chance and pushing myself and I like that you said that, that you don't have to, even if you have that plan and that goal, you know, ease up a little bit and, and make it fun. Because if you're always pressuring yourself, um, sometimes you hit that goal and it, it, you don't get to celebrate it and appreciate it like you wanted because you didn't have fun. So I, I'm glad you totally. mentioned that. And I've done that so many times. Like there are so many workouts or races that I've done that. And I'm just not proud of myself. Like, even though I accomplished something like my brain does too, I won the 2019 Marine Corps marathon and I was originally going for the course record and it was like the worst weather day imaginable. And of course, like I didn't, it was just a challenging day to run. And I was like devastated. Even I already won, I won it, but I was just devastated. And I was like, I looked back on that and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I? why am I putting so much pressure on, on myself? Like I still won this race and I just don't like that feeling, but that does creep in a lot. And, you know, during the marathon, during Disney, um, there were points that I was, I found my brain just looking ahead and was stressing out about where first place was. And I was asking myself, like, are you having a good time? Are you having fun right now? And I was like, no. So then I was just like, then, then pull back the effort just a tad. Like if you think about like a dial, if your efforts at like an eight or a nine, just pull it back like two tiny notches, like not even a whole notch, just pull it back just a tad, give yourself like that flexibility to just pull back recenter. And then I guarantee you're going to find that next gear that you'll be able to start, um, uh, pushing a little bit harder, but doing it in a, in a way that takes less mental and physical effort. Yeah. Again, uh, that's why I'm glad you said it. Cause even me, like, as I looked at the watch and I was kind of estimating my pace the rest of the way, I'm like, even if I was to take a few walk breaks, which I ended up having to do, um, because of the wind gust, I was like, I'm still going like at this point I'm ahead and I got time in the bank. I'm going to go sub two. 
I had to, it was getting my friend's voice out of my head. Like, look, stop chasing this 151. You wanted 159, 59. So like, you're going to hit your goal. Like just ease up, have fun. And it made the last mile fun again, because I was like, as people are cheering you on and, and encouraging you, it wasn't like just focused and, and grumpy. It was waving back, saying thank you, saying hi, um, and laughing at their jokes. Like it, it was fun again. So I think that's, yeah. that's, what's nice about, um, especially an event like Disney is, is it kind of forces that on you. So now yeah. you have your two, your first two races are done. You've won those. You're going into the half. Let's talk about that finish. Yeah. So the half was really fun. So this one I think was my most fun race out of all of them. Um, I was just, I was focusing on, so I broke out each mile, each mile was dedicated to someone or a group of people that are on my journey or that inspire me. Um, and so it was really fun for me to execute each mile at a time. And I almost like had my people with me or I was channeling energy of different, um, artists that I love their energy and just their, um, confidence. So that one was really fun. And then the half was where I really got to engage with the other runners out there. So as we were running out, um, it was like an out and back section. I was on my way back and the rest of the runners were all on their way out. And we all got to wave at each other and just, um, cheer each other on. And it was just so special for me to show, show everybody that like, I'm having as much fun as you are too, even though I'm in the lead. And it's important to me that we're we're doing the exact same race. We're going the exact same distance. It doesn't matter what, what pace we're going. And like, I'm loving this. I'm loving what I get to do. I'm loving where I am. Um, so I just really wanted to share that with everybody. So, um, I felt like the half was just so fun. So when I crossed the finish line, it was just more, more people that were now part of this crazy journey and that were cheering me on and that I got to wave back to and, you know, just kind of share all of this with. Um, so I felt like the half was cool because I felt like it's the longer distances I'm more comfortable with. So I was just kind of like waiting to get through these shorter races so I could like <laughs> in my comfort zone a little bit. Um, so the half was a little bit more in that realm. I was like, I feel I feel good. Um, so it was it was fun to come through the finish line with that, and I was just stoked that my wig stayed on. <laughs> so actually. Uh since you mentioned that before we get to the last race, what were the four costumes and which one was for which race? So the 5k was Elsa from frozen two. Um, the 10k was bing bong from inside out. The half marathon was joy from inside out. And then the marathon was Cruella, the new version of Cruella with Emma stone. And I guess that was, was going to be my next question is, were there any malfunctions with the costumes or did they all pretty much cooperate with your speed? Yeah, no, they all cooperated. I was really stoked. Um, I had the only thing I had tested in training was my wig for joy. I was like, that was a risk. I need to make sure that this uh, works out well, but everything else was fine. The only blunder I had was, um, I, on the last day for the marathon, I spray painted my hair half black, half white. And so as you can imagine, it's Florida humidity, as you mm -hmm. know, and, um, you, you're sweaty. And then of course you're like getting like Powerade all over your face and everything. So, um, my dress had started to get stained with my black hair dye. Um, but surprisingly everything went well. I was a little bit nervous about chafing and different things like that, but, um, 
everything like went really smoothly costume wise. So that was a win. So we're heading into the fourth and final race. You've won the first three. At any point, was it brought up to you or did you already know this in advance that no one had won all four races in this weekend, in this challenge before? Yeah, I knew that it had never been done. Um, And there was certainly a lot of media hype around it from even before all of this started. Um, and so it certainly started to build each day, but I, I made it a point to not read or watch any news coverage or anything like that, just because I was like, don't get in your head, just stay focused, um, on each day. Um, but it certainly was definitely going into the last day. I knew that it hadn't been done. I really, I did want it. I did want to get that win. I did want to walk away with the sweep. Like that would just be so cool. Um, so there was that little bit of pressure and that's something I had to work through mentally, not only the night before with my coach and just kind of talk through our strategy of how I'm going to stay focused, um, just on what I'm doing and not get too far ahead. Because I mean, there's been so many races that I've gotten too far ahead of myself. And then mentally I just spiral and crumble, but I just wanted to walk away with knowing I could, knowing I could mentally hold it together, even, even as the like hype started. Gotcha. And, and so each one of those, it looked like there were, uh, I didn't know if that was local news or was that like a Disney? Cause I know they have the screens and everything. So that was like n- local news people that were interviewing after the races and, and talking about it. Yeah, um, it was a lot of the, yeah, it was local, like Orlando news stations. And then um, I think some, some that were associated with Disney, but they had told me because it was, um, they're all, because Disney is all affiliated with ABC and all of that. They told me that they were, they were letting um, ESPN and Good Morning America and all of these like large scale news stations, they, they told me that they were going to let them know about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> like, I don't need that kind of picture. Um, so I was just like, oh my gosh, like hopefully I pull this off. Wow. So now that I know how this ends, it I'm a little disappointed because I follow ESPN on Twitter and they do post a lot of like non-popular sport. Like they do post running stuff too, but like they'll post like a lot of weird stuff that even I'm like, why is this on the ESPN page? Um, so I'm a little disappointed that I don't recall seeing anything about you. Um, well, actually ESPN women did. So they did, um, I think this week. Um, so it was ESPN, but ESPN women. Gotcha. Well, now I get just, I guess I just exposed myself. I don't follow the ESPN, women. <laughs> but I'm going to go find that and, and, yeah. and retweet it and support it. Um, so we go in now and here's the fourth day. Um, physically, mentally, I can only imagine what you're going through. Um, what was that final, the final moments of that race and the finish like? So I knew that around mile 20, going into the 24th mile, I knew I had the lead. I didn't know by how much. Um, so I remember I was thinking like, if I can just have a solid lead, going into the last mile, I really want to enjoy that last mile. So I told myself that I would push through up to mile 24 and then 25. And then as soon as I knew I had a comfortable lead going into the 26th mile, 
I was like, I'm gonna back off the pace of it and just like enjoy it and just soak up all of these moments as you start to come back through Epcot. And, um, you know, a lot of the people that were out cheering knew who I was. And a lot of the Disney workers, um, cast members knew, had been following my story. So they were cheering for me by name. So it was just really cool to get to pull back on the pace on that last mile. Like it was almost like a victory mile of just like, okay, I've done it, like enjoy it. Um, so coming through is really special. And then I was just kind of overwhelmed with just happiness of what I had accomplished and that I pulled it off and that I did it and I enjoyed it. And like, I was just so proud of myself, um, coming through the finish line of that last day that, um, you can see in the photos, it's kind of like a mix of like astonishment that I did it pride for what I had done. Um, and just like like, man, I just got to, I just got to run for four days. I love running. So I just, I got to do it. Um, so I was, it was just so special. Like it was just a really, really cool moment coming through that final finish line. And and that's what was fun is like, like I said, watching each day uh, and then you have that anticipation because, you know, for us that aren't there and don't get to watch it, we're just waiting for the updates from you to post. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I didn't know that nobody, I didn't even think about it, that nobody had won all four before, male or female. Um, yeah. I could see why, because kind of what I mentioned earlier, a lot of people just focus on one race and, and they don't like to race, do races so close together. Um, you know, or like you said, some people are really good at one distance or a handful of them. So they focus on those and maybe have fun. I know from when I worked at the running store, they would have... Uh, I forget the guy's name now, but he would come and talk about, um, you know, a lot of people would kind of race the 5k, 10k, pretty much walk the half marathon to recover and save themselves and then kind of push for the full. Um, everyone has different plans. So it was, uh, it was really fun to watch what you did, push yourself, uh, remain humble through it all, and then accomplish something that nobody had done before. And you know, I can't imagine what that has to feel like knowing you're the first to do something. Uh, and now how many people are going to see that, be aware of it and want to try to um, accomplish that? Because I believe I know what like the challenges, they they also do like an overall combined time, I believe. Is that correct? Um, I think so. I'm almost positive. It makes yeah. me wonder. I'm sure now somebody's going to be like, oh, let me see if I could be, not only do it, but if I can do it in an overall faster time than her fork. <laughs> like that kind of adds a, a fun challenge to it. Like, um, you know what's funny? I should look into um, somebody asked me before I went into these races if there was an FKT for Dopey. And I didn't look because I didn't want to know because I was like, I don't, I don't care about the times. I just want to do this. Um, but now I'm actually curious or if I like, how sick would it be to submit an FKT for Dopey? I think I'm going to like do this after this call. <laughs> That's what <laughs> just, I think. Like, because be how funny. Yeah. Because even if let's say you don't win all four, if you're like, if you have an incredible half and full time, but your five and 10 is real slow, you might yeah. still be up there. So I think that adds a little more excitement. Like it's something fun for people to challenge themselves because i just because i know i have friends that have done it and they kind of calculate their total time and they try to see if they can can improve that so it made me wonder yeah. that um Ooh, that's a good question i'll have to look <laughs> into that um and then 
submit for an FKT on Dopey. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so before we wrap it up, you mentioned it earlier and I kind of, I, I realized it, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow that I kind of just blew past the fact that you mentioned Disney being fun. And I kind of just was so, I guess I was in that professional runner mode. I just blew right by the question or the statement and didn't interact with it. Um, so I want to bring that up now that the races are done. You know, most people, they just go right back home. They don't, you know, for work reasons or whatever, uh, you know, Disney is also very expensive for, for one day. Yeah. So multiple days, I can't imagine. Um, but I know from your social media, you were able to hang around and, and enjoy it. So what was that like um, after four tough days uh, to not only relax, but relax in the same spot where you kind of fought and battled and now you could really truly just enjoy that um that atmosphere what yeah. did, what are some of the fun things you did yeah so we did um the the day of the marathon afterwards we went to disney springs and just hung out at one of the irish bars in um in disney springs and just sat outside because also i mean Denver right now is freezing. It's winter. So I was like, I'm going to soak up all of this sunshine in Florida. <laughs> um, so we sat outside and just had some beers out um, outside. And then the next day we did a VIP tour of all the parks and got to ride rides at each park. So that was just so cool. It was literally like, okay, now I just get to actually play. And I get, it's, it was just the exclamation point on the entire weekend was just getting to really soak up and enjoy um Disney for what it usually is um how it's usually enjoyed I mean most people don't go to Disney thinking that running all these races is going to be an enjoyable time at Disney <laughs> um so it was fun I think I think we ended up walking something like 10 miles that day so on tired legs but I actually think it was good because it got my it got me from stiffening up so I had a really great recovery coming out of coming out of it um I think honestly truly because of Part of that was just like saying, saying, um, moving the day after the marathon. So it was just so cool to get to experience Disney. And I, I've run through all the parks, obviously, but I'd never been to Epcot or Animal Kingdom. So it was cool to like get to experience those different parks. Yeah, I don't know about you, but as soon as you just mentioned Animal Kingdom, the only thing I remember is, and you, you might have had the same experience because you were you know, way faster and ahead of the time wise that I was coming through animal kingdom, but there were no animals out yet. And all I remember smelling was just animal poop, like <laughs> the entire time. That's so funny. I don't remember the animal poop smell. There was a section of somewhere, you know how, cause like you run through the parks, but a lot of these races are actually on some of the back roads of right. Disney. So it's more just like kind of long, almost, almost kind of highway type of yeah. roads. Mm -hmm. And there was one part, I, I don't even remember where it was headed into. It's still dark. And we ran past a, um, like a waste plant or like a waste something with that. And it wasn't like animal waste. It was just like trash. Right. And they tried, <laughs> they were pumping some sort of fragrance into the <laughs> to try to mask it but it was like you could still smell the underlying oh it was, it was bad that was one thing i was like this is <laughs> this is not a good choice <laughs> for whoever's job it was to decide that oh so when so while you're walking around and enjoying the actual park did you get any kind of like 
recognition special treatment where they were like, oh, it's you here, here, come to the front of the line or were you just blended in and, and you kind of blended in with the crowd? Um, there were maybe a couple of people who recognized me. Um, I was wearing my dopey medal and my dopey shirts that day. Um, or no, I, yeah, later in the day I was wearing my dopey shirt, but I had my dopey medal on the whole time. Um, most people didn't have a clue who I was, especially I think people who were, so with the VIP tour, we got to skip all the lines for the rides. So I think they were probably a little bit seedy on like, who is this chick? Like she doesn't look <laughs> famous. Like, how is she getting to cut these lines? <laughs> um, so no, surprisingly, there were a few people that had come up and had done it or they or they were like, I've heard about you. I didn't know that it was you. So it was actually cool to get to as we were walking through the parks, congratulate the other runners that had their race shirts and um, medals as well. And just kind of get to say congrats without, um, you know, having to like it was just like, hey, congrats. We did the same thing. Um, so that was really cool, like getting to see all the other runners out there with their medals and shirts and stuff. Well, before we wrap this up, I want to give, as I do with all my guests, I want to give you the opportunity to promote any of your social media, which I'll also share in the show notes. But also just because uh, as you you have a nickname for yourself um, and I think it, it really fits because I know when I follow you on Strava, like one of the things I enjoy and I scroll through all the people I follow looking for is what's the joke for for this run um you are the funny runner so um (laughs) you know i i feel like a lot of my followers would enjoy following you on social media just for the funny stuff and entertainment like you said you recently um you did some performance stuff as well so you know where can people follow you and and enjoy the journey that you take them on Yeah, I love that. And that's really what I love about social media. I mean, there's certainly downsides to it, but I love it just because I do feel like I'm getting to share this absurdity that is my life right now. Um, (laughs) So I'm very active on Instagram. I'm at funnyrunner26.2. And as you mentioned, I'm on Strava. Also, you can see all of my daily shenanigans with all my runs um, on Strava. And then um, I'm also a running coach um, and our company is called Mercuria Running. Um, We post a lot on that page as well. And I do have a website, which my end of January goal is to update it, (laughs) but it's um, thefunnyrunner.com. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, You know, one of the things I I always mention, um, and that's why I like bringing specific guests on, is just that humbleness um, that each one of you have and again it portrayed in the finishing photos and videos from each one of those events um and personally turned me into a bigger fan uh because it, it just showed that fun of running side and not just that always serious and that's one thing i'm not sure if you're you're probably familiar with mike wardian uh-huh yeah it's it's one of the things i've always loved about him is you know especially when he runs he goes extreme with the costumes um but just that personality, they're always having fun, the encouraging other runners. Um, you know, I, it's something that I feel like we need more of, not just in running, but all sports. Um, but I feel like we, we get it a lot in running. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on the show. And I hope this message encourages every one of you to just step out and challenge yourself. Um, and when things do get a little rough, 
don't be afraid to to reevaluate maybe yeah. ease up a little bit have a little bit of fun um so that you actually enjoy that journey is there anything you'd like to add as well i think that's spot on i think it's um yeah thank you for having me on and getting to again just keep sharing my fun and message with everybody and encouraging people and hopefully just being an example that um big things can happen especially when you're having a good time so i think just for all the runners just take some of that pressure off of yourself like even as you're even if you're an elite it doesn't have to be this all stress no play type of type of mindset at least in my experience and i just it's fun to just watch what other fun other people are having too and um being along for their journeys as well so um yeah just go have fun and then when all else fails just wear a costume that's what i was just gonna say until the next episode <laughs> go find your costume i'm gonna go look for some tigger ones and yes. i'll see you guys on the next episode awesome thank you Thanks for listening to the Mile You're In podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Check out previous episodes and more at heelstriker954.com.